0: The thinking is going to happen. The thoughts are going to come through. The assumptions are going to live in your mind, and they're going to create your world. That's an inescapable truth. What is up, my fellow dreamers and soul searchers? Welcome to the Roxy Talks Manifestation Podcast your raw, unfiltered, and unapologetic source for all things manifestation-related. I'm Roxy Lee, and for the last decade, I have been researching and developing my signature 360 method, which combines behavioral science, quantum physics, and the law of attraction to help you manifest. What is up, my fellow dreamers and soul searchers? Welcome to another episode of the Roxy Talks Manifestation Podcast where we discuss exactly how you can wrap your mind around being a conscious manifester. Because as we know, the manifestation part is not up to you. You are a manifester, whether you know it or not, whether you like it or not, you are manifesting your reality in all moments with your awareness. And this is happening to every single person on on the planet in every single moment. It never turns off. It never stops it is how life is perpetuated. And so if the manifestation cannot be stopped or the responsibility to maintain your reality cannot be given away, then logically the best and most obvious thing to do then is to control the way that you manifest and Manifestation is awareness. It is the consciousness of reality. It is being awake and alive as a human being on the planet. That is manifestation. They are one in the same. So it doesn't take much to manifest. You just got to be alive. But the question of how well you do at the job of creating the vibe inside your mind that you want to see Mirrored back to you in your world, that's the real question. So today I want to talk about feelings. Because obviously, feelings are an important part of the of the deal. Feelings matter. Feelings matter because we feel them, and because they tend to elicit reactions from us. And because we are habitual creatures we tend to create or no we create we do create habits out of actions, thoughts, behaviors, feelings that we visit more often than others and we create mental and emotional shortcuts to the reactions that we go to the most kind of like how you can always tell a worn path because a lot of people have walked it and Every footstep that is walked on that path wears it down a tiny little bit. You can see, you know, when you're hiking, you can see some trails that are heavily traveled and others that are less heavily traveled and some that are probably never traveled. And it's the same with your mind. We choose the heavily beaten path because it's easier. It's clearer. We know the way. It's familiar. And again, we're habitual creatures. So there's, you know, there's science involved. (laughs) It's nature. It's nurture. It's science. It's everything. And that's what we need to realize. Like, this is science. It is nature. And it is nurture because we react to the stuff that we experience. And then we nurture the beliefs surrounding those things and the expectations and the fears and worries of experiencing them again. So feelings. These dangle things, right? <laughs> sometimes they're amazing, they feel great, sometimes they're a kind of a burden and don't feel so fun to experience, but sometimes they're inescapable. Sometimes we can separate ourselves from them. And sometimes we feel them so intensely, it's almost like nothing else exists. So feelings are important in that. They sway the vote. Feelings sway the vote. And it's easy to vote logically and to think logically when there aren't uncomfortable or painful or any number of unsettling (laughs) feelings going on within you. It's much easier to think in a productive or positive way when you don't feel negative emotion in your body obviously, right? Most of us experience that. And some of us, when we're talking about the nurture, some of us have conditioned ourselves to think negative thoughts in the good times, because then we start to fear the good times ending. So we don't want to be blindsided by it. So we intend to just bring on the negativity on our own, so that we at least have control over it and an awareness of it. And uh, we're predicting the outcome by understanding that, you know, dictating, dictation, that's speaking. That's what we're doing. We're affirming. Predicting is speaking something into existence before it comes to you, right? Before it's in the 3D reality. So predicting is manifesting. Manifesting is living and consciousness, and it all goes together. So the goal, in my opinion, is to Use prediction, if you want to use that word, or use the intention, the mental part, the words, the description, the language, to set the tone, tell the story, create the atmosphere, and then understand that the body and the feelings are something completely different from that. The body does experience the manifestations that the mind Sets upon it, you know, the body is at the mercy of your mind. So it's really important to understand that feelings start with the mind. And the more you feed into thoughts that trigger certain emotions in you, conditioned emotions, the more you experience things to react to in that way. So it's very important to create the right environment in your mind that will result in pleasant experiences so your body doesn't have to go through (laughs) stuff you don't want. But the other thing about that is, you know, emotions exist, and it is completely normal and okay and more than okay to feel emotions and have reactions. It's just that when we attach thought and assumption to the feeling, we do ourselves a disservice. I talked about this on Mindset Monday. That's our live chat. If you aren't aware, tune in on YouTube or Facebook every Monday at noonish PST. Sometimes it's like one-ish. You can also check the recordings on YouTube as well. But we had our live chat this week and I talked about this notion. I've spoken on it before in other episodes and videos. But, you know, human beings only have like I don't really know the number, but like 15 emotions maybe. It might be 20. You might be able to break it down to eight. I don't really know the exact hard number, but it's not a lot. You know, it's like happy, sad, frustrated, excited, joyful, cheerful. That's probably (laughs) like the same. uh, Neutral, apathetic. You know, we don't have a ton of emotions compared to the 65,000 plus thoughts a day that we have. So you can have a range of thoughts, all kinds of thoughts attached to any random emotion that have nothing to do with each other or on completely different subjects, but elicit the same emotional reaction because there's only so many emotions, but there's a ton of thoughts. And so <laughs> I made this funny analogy today about like, I don't know why I saw like cheesy puffs, like those big old tubs of cheesy puffs. And I was like, you know, you got different flavors and you're over here, you're like digging in a flavor you don't like and you're licking the dust off your fingers and you're, you're, you know, you're eating this this dust of this reality that that you're not really fond of. You don't even know what you're putting in your body. You're just like mindlessly eating and consuming, but you got options. You don't have to eat from that <laughs> from that trough anymore. You can switch to, you know, a different trough and eat from another one. But if we switch flavors, then we understand that everything that goes into that flavor exists within this, this tub of cheese balls now, right? Like in the last cheese, let's say that there, it was cheddar before. In the cheddar cheese, we know it's going to taste like cheddar. That means that in the sad bucket, we know that there's going to be thoughts, all kinds of thoughts that make us sad. And if you're eating from the sad bucket, it could be any one of those thoughts. We're just pulling them out. But if you're eating from the, um, I don't know, white cheddar, that's another flavor. You're eating from the white cheddar bucket (laughs) or, I don't know, Parmesan or something, right? You're eating from another bucket. You're going to get the flavors of that bucket, meaning if you're eating from the happiness bucket, if if you're drinking from the happiness fountain, you're thinking happy thoughts or feeling happy emotions, there's a bunch of different thoughts that could make you feel the emotion or trigger the emotion of happiness within you. And anything that fits that mold that gives you that happy feeling is going to be found in the Parmesan or the white cheddar tub. And anything that fits the mold or gives you the feeling of sad is going to be found in the regular cheddar tub or whatever, right? So it's very important that you kind of have the awareness of what the feeling is doing in your body but not attaching like, Oh, now I'm sad. And now this thing and all the, you know, the meaning that goes along with it. Now I can't have this. And then this makes me sad. And then this one time this thing happened and I wish I could have this, but it's not showing up. And you're just eating from the sad bucket, eating, eating, eating from the sad bucket. And you're feeding it with all of these different, you're feeding yourself with all of these thoughts that equal up to sad. It's going to create sad in your body. You're eating from the sad bucket. So I always say this, the, cornerstone of my practice 360 method is awareness and discipline you've got to be aware of what you're eating in this case in this analogy you got to be aware of which flavor you're eating and then you have to have the wherewithal to stop put down the cheesy puff and grab one from the other flavor that you like instead but the emotions are not what manifests your world in my opinion and it's for that reason because the emotions there's only so many of them but the thoughts there's a whole lot of them. And they describe a bunch of different things that when funneled down equate to certain feelings, reactions, truths, expectations, whatever, in, within us. And it's all different for everybody, right? Like the things that make me sad are different from the things that make other people sad and some things that make other people happy make me sad. It's, it's all subjective and that it proves, again, it's not really real. It's just the way that we interpret it. And All this information is to help you realize that you are not your emotions. They're just a byproduct of what happens when you use your thinker, which you don't really have the option to not do. You can control the content, but you can't necessarily stop thinking unless you stop living pretty much, right? So the thinking is going to happen. The thoughts are going to come through. The assumptions are going to live in your mind, and they're going to create your world. That's an inescapable truth. So control the way the words sound in your head and coming out of your mouth and control the way that you direct those words when the emotions are triggered. We separate the emotions from the thought because they are different. The emotions give life to the thoughts within our body. The emotions let us feel planet earth and remind us and fill in the blank of what whatever they're here as a visceral part of this experience but they aren't the thing that creates your reality unless you take the opportunity when the emotions are triggered to say see i'm sad or you know there it is it's not happening i am not living the life i want to my person isn't with me i don't have the blah 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 blah." allow the feeling the feeling's valid. Because the feeling represents something that you experienced in the past. That's why similar instances elicit that same response. You know, we're grabbing from the sad bucket again or the angry bucket, the whatever bucket. And also why we find ourselves in cycles. Things that feel the same but maybe aren't exactly the same but they feel that same way again. Oh, this reminds me of that time when I blah, 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 blah. Right? And here we go again. See, I knew it's this because this always happens to me. That's when you manifest more of it. That's when you take the feeling and claim it, agree that you're having it, and agree that, it has, that it's hindering your life in some way. This is the habit we have to stop. It's okay if your feelings get triggered. It is okay to feel things in your body. That's good. It means you're connected and, and in touch with yourself. That's, go, that's okay. And I want us to get into the habit of allowing the feelings to be processed. Confront your feelings. Soothe yourself. Don't confront them in an aggressive way. I mean like, you know, hey, what's up? Like, let me hear you out. Because again, it's valid to feel the way you feel, but it doesn't mean that anything is changing or your manifestations aren't working or life is anything but working out exactly in your favor in all moments. That story cannot change no matter what you feel or what the 3D tells you. You have to keep going with it and persist through it. Sometimes we are tested and I don't know why, but it doesn't really matter. Just pass the test, right? Like the feelings again. Think about passing a test. You can have anxiety and still pass your test. You can be excited about your test and still fail it. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like it, it's. It doesn't matter. It just, just keep, did you pass it or not? If you didn't, then you're going to take it again. And if you did, cool, then you go on to the next level. That's about it. There doesn't need to be a judgment involved. It's just like learning to navigate this world as a human, a gentle human, a gentle to yourself human. Let your body feel what it feels because it's valid. And if you want to understand or get to the bottom of what this feeling means to you so you can really address the the root of the problem. I just I literally will ask my feelings like okay, why? Why do I feel like this? What does that mean? What's this about? Like why? Okay, why? Why though? And so like follow that road. Follow that road and see where it takes you. If you don't like where you end up, if it doesn't feel natural, if it feels like you're just making things up in your head, get back up to the main road and and keep on trucking, but experiment. Listen to the first thing that your intuition says, that your mind says. Ask it. Why do I feel like this? Why is this a problem? Why does this hurt so bad? Answer it. Okay, because it feels like this. Well, why is that bad? Well, it reminds me of this. What is that? What happened? Why was that bad? Well, this thing happened. What does that mean to you? Well, it means like this. And it helps you get to the bottom of like what the actual problem is. What is the actual belief or fear or worry that you're tuning into, And then once you're there, address the wound, treat it kindly, treat it with love and care, treat yourself with love and care, and use your words to affirm a better reality for yourself. No, I feel good. I'm good at doing things. Things work out for me. I am worthy. I do trust myself. I am capable. I am powerful. It isn't my fault, right? Like sometimes it's guilt, sometimes it's shame, sometimes it's fear, sometimes it's insecurity. Like there's so much it could be, and that's fine because the emotions are the emotions and they're part of the deal, but they aren't the thing that manifests your reality. And that's really what I'm trying to explain here is like we're talking about two different things that often get wrangled up into the same story when it comes to creating a reality or choosing your reality. Like, Yes, the feelings are important, like I said, because they dictate how the ride is enjoyed. But they aren't the ride. They aren't the tires. They aren't the road. You know what I'm saying? Like You just keep going. Use your words to create language about good feeling and neutrality and safety and comfort and acceptance and love and value, worthiness. Don't use your words to describe your negative feelings because then you create more instances that will strike or elicit that feeling within you. You're not your feelings. You have them and they're a beautiful thing. So treat them as such. They can be very powerful in that they, again, can sway your thinking, sway the vote, like I said earlier, but they aren't the decision maker, the observer of the thinker is the decision maker. And you must remember that. Allow the feelings. Treat the feelings with kindness. Treat yourself with kindness while you're feeling it, but use the language to create and maintain an atmosphere or a vibe of everything's fine, I'm all good, you are okay. You are taking care of. Everything's working out for you. And if you're experiencing some discomfort in this moment, I'm here for you. I'm going to ride it out with you. I'm not going anywhere. You got this. We're doing it together. We're in it together. How you feel is valid. It's okay. But we're still getting our, to our destination and everything is still working out perfectly for us. You're always telling the story of your reality. You're always choosing what comes next with your language. Language, again, is thoughts, words, reactions. So what you're saying is manifesting. And if you use your language to add momentum and validation to negative feelings, then you are manifesting more instances to feel that way about. And this is, it's just, it's personal preference. Like if you don't want to experience that kind of stuff, then stop saying you're experiencing those things. I'm not saying ignore yourself. I'm not saying ignore your feelings. I'm saying stop giving them so much attention with your words. Pay attention to what you're doing. Awareness and discipline. Always that. 360 method. And I can help you figure out what you're doing with your thoughts identify your limiting beliefs, see what it is that you're repeating, what programming that you're living out that is creating the instances in your life that you're manifesting. You can do that with one-on-one coaching with me at my website, roxytalks.com. I've also got courses, workshops, a bunch of free content. Uh, We have a great community as well. We're doing a book club right now. We're reading The Power of Now, which is really honestly helping me so much deal with this kind of stuff right now that we're talking about. I always say the stuff that I share with you in the audience is like, I'm going through it too. I'm doing this with you side by side. I am with you doing these things. These are lessons I'm learning in my own life and lessons that come from my coaching clients and my community. So we're all in this together. No one's alone here. We're all doing the same thing. We're all going through it together. And these are the things that that help me through it. And right now, the power of now is helping a lot because it's just opening my eyes to how often I'm not in the present moment. And I consider myself a fairly, you know, aware person. I talk about (laughs) awareness and discipline all the time. Um, So I consider myself a fairly aware person and I'm, you know, I consider myself on top of my thoughts, but reading this book and like literally practicing the power of now to just, just say it blankly, like, okay, right now, right now, right now, everything is fine. If I just shut down the thoughts and there's just nothing in there, everything's fine. And finding that peace and comfort and looking around and being like, oh yeah, wow, this is a lot of stuff around me. This is actually really fucking amazing. This is really amazing. This is beautiful. It just brings you back to the center. It takes you out of the stressing, the worrying, the doubting, the fearing, all that stuff and puts you back in your power and power of now. So that's why we're reading it. It's a great book. I'm in chapter four. I'm not too far in. Uh, Well, I guess I'm about halfway. We'll say that. Uh, Anyways, it's a great book. I suggest anybody, everybody read it because it's one of those things that has the power to to change your life, really, if you just understand how to gain control of what you're doing with your freaking thinker upstairs because this dang old thinker creates your reality, you know? So like, it's just, (laughs) you got to get a hold of it. You got to wrangle that horse. Because it's bucking. You got a bucking bronco under your seat, (laughs) under your ass. So grab the reins and and take control. You do that with your language. You do that with awareness and you do that with discipline. Make sure you know what you're saying and then have the fortitude to make yourself say something different when it doesn't add up to your ideal reality. When you're pulling from the, the wrong flavor cheesy bucket, switch Drop the cheesy poof in your hand and switch to a different flavor. <laughs> Only pick the flavor that you actually want to eat because it's going to be a part of your body now once you put it in there. <laughs> Same with your mind. Once you put it in your in your head, it's kind of a part of your story. So be careful what you do with that thing. And again, if you want one-on-one coaching to help me, have, you, have me help you guide you through it, RoxyTalks.com, coaching courses, workshops, all kinds of fun at my website, roxytalks.com. We're all raising our vibrations together. You have the power. I believe in you. I'll see you next week.